tip. Here are six suggestions for creating more space. Number one, be cautious with criticism. Some people get a feeling of well-being and superiority from criticizing their friends. If you are afflicted with that plague, divest yourself of the infection as soon as possible. Alice Miller's rule of thumb is a good one. If it is very painful for you to criticize your friends, you are safe in doing it. But if you take the slightest pleasure in it, that is the time to hold your tongue. One of the most remarkable things about Jesus was that he was so different from the reformers who devoted themselves to telling people how they should change and shape up. The Pharisees were the self-appointed critics of Christ's day. Possessing what Mark Twain would have labeled a vinegar piety, they made people nervous. But the common people were drawn to Jesus, in part because his gentleness enabled him to understand the reasons for their mistakes. He recognized that they knew all too well what sinners they were. It wasn't necessary to remind them of that. What they needed was not more feelings of guilt, but salvation. Ordinary people have always looked as cans at the reformer, but instinctively loved the saint. The difference is this. The reformer is intent on the sins of other people, and the saint is concerned about his or her own sins. D.L. Moody was one of the greatest Christian evangelists who ever lived. He could hold a crown in the palm of his hand, won thousands of converts to the faith, and established several religious institutions. Yet, he never displayed the pompous era of self-importance that so many famous evangelists did in that era. He was a tolerant, understanding man who rarely criticized. One of his famous sayings was, Right now, I'm having so much trouble with D.L. Moody that I don't have time to find fault with the other fellow. On the basis of that single quotation, I have always wished that I could have had D.L. Moody for a friend. It would have been relaxing to be around him, for he would have understood that I'm working on my shortcomings, and by that very acceptance, he would have helped me to grow. People have a way of becoming what you encourage them to be not what you nag them to be, someone said. And D.L. Moody was a great encourager. When all is said and done, a large part of our success at love will depend on our ability to accept human nature as it is. The judgmental temperament never generates much affection. To put it another way, we need to strive for as much understanding of others as we grant ourselves. The show Indians had this rule. I will not judge my brother until I have walked two weeks in his moccasins. The experts at love are always trying to put themselves in the place of their loved ones. In short, they possess tolerance. Of all the Americans who had this quality, Abraham Lincoln is our finest model. With quiet openness, he listened to the opinions and feelings of a horde of critics, office seekers, and advisors who thought themselves smarter than the president. Through it all, he displayed a remarkable benevolence. One of his favorite quotations was, Judge not, that ye be not judged. During the Civil War, when Mrs. Lincoln spoke harshly of Southern people, Lincoln replied, don't criticize them, Mary. You're just what we would be under similar circumstances. John F. Kennedy said an almost identical thing on election night 1960. 
Kennedy and his aides alternated between despair and jubilation as the returns came into their highness port compound. At first, they were ahead of Nixon by a large margin, but as the evening wore on, the margin narrowed dangerously. Shortly before midnight, President Eisenhower's press secretary, Jim Hegarty, called to say that Nixon would concede and that a congratulatory telegram was on the way from President Eisenhower. A half hour later, he called back and said that Nixon had changed his mind and to ignore the telegram. Finally, at 4 a.m., a tired Nixon appeared on the television screen. He said that if present trends continued, Kennedy would be elected, but his statement fell short of an outright concession. The men clustered around the TV at Kennedy's house burst into anger, but the calmest man in the room was the candidate himself. John Kennedy quietly turned off the television set and said, If I were he, I would have done the same thing. Then he went to bed. If we can learn to place ourselves in the shoes of others as Lincoln and Kennedy did, it will be easier to be tolerant. Beethoven said, We all make mistakes, but everyone makes different mistakes. And both said, One has only to grow older to become more tolerant. I see no fault that I might not have committed myself. Samuel Johnson puts the cap on the subject. God himself, sir, does not propose to judge a man until his life is over. Why should you and I? So do not think for a moment that I am urging here that you become a non-assertive blob who agrees with everyone and never expresses an opinion. No! Be opinionated. Express your individuality as loudly as you need to. But be sure to give your friend the same privilege. Assertiveness is okay, so long as it is non-possessive, non-interfering, non-demanding. Mm-hmm.